what do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's right. What's going on, guys? Ro with Cheese here with our February special horror spectacular, seeming that there has been basically zero good movies released in the month of February. We had to wait until we actually got some content before we posted anything. So, yeah, I wouldn't say the greatest movies. I mean, you'll you'll see our picks. Oh well, I I two out of three. Two out of three is not bad. I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. lie. Uh, so obviously today we're gonna hit on uh, Fancy Island, uh, Visible Man, and The Lodge. Uh, starting off is our uh, Valentine's special, uh, Fancy Island. Uh, Seth, uh, uh, I don't, don't even know tell you a little bit. Uh, originally coming into this movie. I actually had high expectations. It had a pretty cool plot um, based on the TV show, obviously loosely. I mean, the concept is based. Yeah. Basically, you go to this island, and whatever your deepest fantasy is, you get it. But you only get one fantasy, and you got to see your fantasy through. And the, basically, the catch to it is your fantasy generally doesn't end up how you think it would. Yeah, um... I wouldn't necessarily say I had high expectations, but I was like, this is like a decent concept for a horror movie. I mean, if the movie would have been even okay, I would have been happy with it, you know? But this movie, as soon as Michael Pena came on screen, Seth and I both looked at each other like, well, this this was a waste of money. (laughs) Like, I knew from that point on this movie was going to be absolute garbage. But uh, it's... it's, um, well, PG-13, hour 50 minutes, uh, 21 Metacritic score, uh, starring Michael Pena, Maggie Q, Lucy Hale, Austin Stowell, Jimmy Yang, Portia Doubleday, Ryan Hansen. Um, yeah, yeah it's directed by Jeff Wadlow, and the writers are Jillian Jacobs, Christopher Roach, and Jeff Wadlow, which is this, basically the same crew that made uh, Truth or Dare, another Blumhouse horror movie that came out last year i believe and that is also a terrible terrible if i would have known that before going in i probably wouldn't have gone to see it but uh i did and i hate myself for every second that i did yeah uh this director is also known for uh kick-ass 2 agent x i mean nothing you and a netflix movie uh international assassin the thing is, I mean, he's just not my cup of coffee, I guess. He, he's a Blumhouse production right there. Yeah, that's all. the thing is, like, Blumhouse is very hit or miss. Like, they make things like The Invisible Man and Get Out that are, like, really good. But then again, they make this this trash horror because they know it's going to sell. That's the sad part is they know this, this genre of this horror is going to make them money. And seeing that this movie only cost seven million dollars to make, an opening weekend it made twelve million alone. I mean, they they made their money, which is really sad. <laughs> but then again, we added to it, so I can't really like blame anyone. I wouldn't even say Blumhouse is a hit or miss. I'd say Blumhouse is bad, generally speaking. I mean, they have a couple good movies, but I generally think they back up B movies that yeah. are horror and like you just said that they know it's going to make a lot but it doesn't have to be a good movie yeah that's what i i agree with you there i just think they know horror sells so that's what they do this mass produce horror movies and obviously i'm sure we haven't seen the last of jeff wadlow 
he's definitely going to make more movies, assuming this made money, Truth or Dare made money. Uh, so let's, let's get a little bit into the plot, I guess. I mean, so basically there's, come to this island, they're Instagram influencers, right? A couple of them or stuff like that. Basically, they're here to promote this island, right? And it's one lady. Her fantasy is that she broke off an engagement, basically, or didn't say yes to the ring. And she's regretted that decision ever since. There's a dude who always wanted to be in the army, but was just a cop and got put behind a desk. So he never really got to live out his hero fantasy. And then you got a girl who was bullied in high school and she wants to get revenge on her bully. And then there's these brothers. Um, one is an Asian gay dude and the other dude is a straight white male. And they're just like bros, you know, they always are constantly quoting movies and uh, yippee-ki-yay, you know, they they just, and then there's their life, they want to live like the fantasy of the party life, I guess. They're supposed to be the funny ones. And needless to say, they're not that funny. I mean, they had a couple one-liners that was like, I laughed, yeah, I laughed I a little time. bit at them. But yeah, they're, honestly, they're not that funny. And that's another problem with this movie is that this movie has like, literally zero it, like it goes back and forth because you have these two brothers obviously in their whole time they're just supposed to be like comedy like just everything super light-hearted constant jokes right but then you got um then you got maggie q you know her character which is more like somber that she never got to have children or anything and they switch to her and then like it's just the, the tone is everywhere in this movie and then they they play out this movie i'm just gonna say i'm not gonna spoil it maybe we'll spoil it in a minute but this whole movie goes on, and it sets up one storyline, and then it tries to bring them all together, and then with a twist. Well, the but, twist is just dumb. Well, that's I mean, what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense, and it was very dumb. Well, that's like, my whole point is like because the twist, because of everything they set up, when they bring in the twist, it just cancels out everything that was done. Basically, like it feels like why does sit through an hour of this story arc? The twist for was by far there. one of the worst things. I mean, it wasn't worse than uh, David, what's his name? Michael Pena. Yeah. Because Michael Pena, I'm not even, I'm not even going to say he acted that bad. I'm just going to say his role was terrible. Yeah, I don't think he was going to say. It was awful. I just think he picks really bad roles. Yeah, his role was legitimately awful. He's like, like the, he head, he's the far, island director. He by far had the worst role in this movie. Yeah, and it, just, it was just not well put together. And can I also say they even failed at, like, this movie going in, being a Blumhouse, I kind of expected it to be, like, jump scares galore, right? But this movie even failed at, like, their jump scares. Like, their jump scares were so bad. Like, there was nothing scary. There was nothing no tension scary. in this movie. I did not even no. feel a little bit scared I one mean, time the music behind it was not there's nothing like build up no build up in any of the scenes it was the act i mean the acting is really what got me especially with the one army dude and his, oh yeah Austin's his still well yeah. dad scene that was just so bad like the acting was so bad it legitimately took me out of the movie, and I was like, what the heck am I watching? No, yeah, I totally agree with you. It was just, this movie was just all over the place. And the ending did... was bad. Oh, for sure. The ending was terrible. I mean, midway through the movie, it was bad. 
I think the thing is, is like kind of what Seth was saying earlier. Is like you go into this movie, right, and you you say this could be a cool concept. Like people live out their greatest fantasies, and always turns that on because usually what we play out in our heads isn't what's going to really be like. And there could have been legitimate like scares, but let's be real. Like the thing that they tried to make like the scariest thing was like this doctor who was there like carve people up like and he just had nothing to do with the movie at all it didn't make it didn't make any sense like why he was even in it or anything and like that's supposed to be like the scariest part of this whole movie yeah and it's just like this cheesy like scooby-doo villain i felt like the lighting was bad like in the scene where it's probably supposed to be the scariest part of the movie when she's it goes down to the torture chamber it wasn't even, like, foggy or misty at all, or it wasn't, like, bad lighting. It was just, like, great lighting. Like, uh, both rooms lit very well. You could see everything. It was kind of clean in there, and you're just like, okay. Yeah, and we both agree that, like, the script and dialogue was so bad that no actor could have saved it. Like, it doesn't even though these were not great actors, like, I don't care who they put in this role. They give them that script it's going to fail. Like, it was just a really, really bad script, in my opinion. It was it was awful. Yeah. And this, I would never suggest going to see this movie, like, <laughs> under any circumstances. And then, and then they go on, like, a 15-minute tangent trying to explain, like, the heart of the island and how the island works. And I'm just like, who cares? I don't, like, I don't care. I'm here to watch, like, a dumb horror movie. Like, I don't need this analysis of the island. And mind you, it's a terrible analysis of the island that makes you even, like, care less about what's happening and it takes you out of the movie for another 15 minutes but they never bring you into the movie so i guess it really doesn't matter it was just this movie was just bad from start to finish honestly i mean this they try to do this like subverting expectations which is now the cringiest thing in all of hollywood because no one can do it right they just they just all of a sudden they're like well if we take everyone's expectations and subvert them with no backing and no good like follow through it doesn't matter because everyone's gonna go oh my gosh i didn't see that coming yeah of course no one saw it coming because it doesn't make any sense i mean they did have a fairly low budget i mean seven million isn't like outrageous by all means okay but 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 horror movies can be done with a very low budget just with camera tricks the right music the right angles and it can be done well with seven million dollars is a lot of money yeah, well, what was Quiet Place? I mean, even though I don't I'll top Quiet that Quiet as Place one of the greatest that. movies, I we but I'm just saying it's like, like 16. I yeah, it's still like a low budget, though, is what I'm saying. It's yeah, I mean, but you have like the classics, Halloween, stuff like that. Well, that's why they gave the with... script to these guys, because they knew they could throw the script away, it could be super cheap, and they'll still make their money back. Like, yeah, well, it's, it's a, it only makes sense to do this movie. The thing about horror is. It can't. It's. I almost feel like it should be done with a lower budget, because you're really only centering in on one person. Most horror movies, or a couple people, but they're all kind of following the same path. And then you have one horror, that whatever that horror is, that's the main thing. Well, I just feel like, I feel like you could do a big budget horror, but I feel like. It doesn't if you're need gonna, it. You, you don't need it. Yeah, exactly. If you're gonna do big budget, then like it should earn it. it shouldn't just be my only point big is big budget for big budget sake. Which I understand what you're saying. My only yeah. point is they don't have an excuse. Like yeah, exactly. I agree. They had seven million dollars, and probably half of that went to Michael Pena, and the other half went to putting it in theaters. Yeah. Well, once again, seven million dollars doesn't mean you have a garbage script. Like that's something that's just done. Like I mean, 
yeah, everything in it was bad. Like I said, the music, like there's no build up in the entire movie. And like the I said, score. they even failed at the jump scares where they're supposed to play the loud music. They show the scary thing first and then blast the music. So it's like, I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, all in all, the guy that was working on it never really did a horror before this. Truth and Dare. Yes. That was not a horror. Yes, it's it like a really bad thriller. It's definitely a horror movie. It was garbage. Well, yeah, it's garbage, but that doesn't mean What'd you give it? Uh, Talking about it, uh, giving it a 2 out of 10. I gave it a 2 out of 10. It was awful. Yeah, this movie Probably was... Probably the worst movie I've seen this year. Oh, for sure. This this is going to be bottom three, most likely. Yeah. I, I don't know how I don't know how this one doesn't be bottom three, but um Yeah, uh so I guess I guess we'll just move along because I don't want to talk yeah. about Fancy Island anymore. And then we go on to uh the Invisible Man, which was a little bit longer, roughly about twenty minutes longer. It it's basically about this lady, Cecilia, gets out of this relationship, and her fiancé takes his own life. Well, it's an abusive relationship. Yeah. And his her fiancé takes his life. Now, he's a rich billionaire that's into, uh, I forget what the tech is called, but... He's like Silicon Valley. Basically, he starts, he starts haunting her after. And yeah. you don't know whether it's... The the theory is that he's built some kind of suit or something, but you don't know what it is, and she looks crazy to everyone else. Well, yeah, because they can't really prove it because she she could be having a mental breakdown, and no one else can see it but her. So you don't you struggle the whole movie debating whether it's actually him or it's just in her head, and she's just actually crazy. Yeah, and that- um, I have to say, going into this movie, the trailers. Did not impress me whatsoever. I uh, watching the trailers for this movie. I was like, "This does not look good." Like, I don't really get what they're trying to go for here. I don't know. But then I started seeing some reviews come out, and everything was pretty good praise about it. And I was pretty surprised. And I was like, "Okay, I'll go check it out." Because obviously, the director, you know, is um, uh, Lay Winnell. I think I say Lay Winnell. Yeah. And he did um, he he wrote for Saw. I mean, well, he he directed I, I mean, Insidious he Three and Upgrade. Yeah, Insid- no, 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 not Insidious Three. He did Insidious One and Two? Oh, you did no, it. Insidious Three and Upgrade. He directed, but he wrote for a ton of horror movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. like a ton. He even so, acted in a couple. And like, it's Saw Five and stuff. Yeah, but uh, like, like we said, he's really influential with the Insidious th- series and stuff like that. And I'm not the biggest fan of the Insidious movies, but I did really like Upgrade, which came out uh, two years ago, which I thought was a pretty interesting movie. It wasn't like phenomenal, but I, I liked it, enjoyed it quite a bit. And um, with Invisible Man, it was um, it was a pleasant surprise, honestly. I mean, you got Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss as the head. She's Cecilia. Uh, her ex husband or husband is Adrian Griffin, who is played by Oliver Jackson Cohen. And then you got Ald- Aldris Hodge, which plays like the cop that she confides in, and he has his daughter Storm Reed. Who is played by us? Uh, Storm Reed, and in this movie, she's Sydney Lanier. Yeah, which can we take a moment? But the cop must be on steroids. Yeah, dude, he's freaking like, that jacked guy in this was movie. huge in this movie. Yeah, so like Seth said, is like this. Basically, she's now living with this cop and his daughter, and like she's just trying to make it day by day and everything. And then all of a sudden, 
thing starts happening to her and she f- sees things and th- she starts getting like messed with and stuff. And like Knocked she's around. Everyone thinks she's insane because she's trying to tell him my husband's not dead and all this stuff. But even though there's pictures of him dead and all, everything, and it's just like he's super manipulative and all this stuff. So this whole movie is just like it's a constant back and forth, back and forth. Is it real or is it not? And uh, I I thought the acting was great. I really liked the yep. script and everything for it. I mean, obviously the main character was uh, Cecilia. She was phenomenal. I thought oh, yeah. like like. She played her part really well, and that's the thing is like I did not think this movie would have that level of acting in it because it was just like, because like for example the daughter, the daughter in it she's obviously like Sydney Lanier she's like in most movies she'd be the weakest character in this movie she is weaker like she's just it's not a lot of like backing around her but even she did I thought fairly well for the little bit she was given and like where she would really fall apart that character in most movies. She did pretty well in this, and yeah, um, this whole movie was just acting. intriguing. I felt like, and this movie does have some twists and turns, and that's the thing about this movie is like all the twists and turns in like Fantasy Island actually pay off. Like they're actually like you feel satisfied, and like that they were they showed you evidence before that this could be real well, you just or said whatever. Fantasy Island. I know. I said Fantasy Island didn't do good. Okay, I I'm saying Invisible Man, like actually has twists and turns that make sense that yeah. are satisfying is what I'm trying I to mean, say. I mean, the score is good, like the scary uh, movie. Yeah. I really like that, yeah. Yeah, in the scary movie. I mean, even they have good music in it, and it's just all placed in the right timing, I'd say. I mean, I do have a couple nitpicks, but I think we can hit that later. Um, I really liked her acting. I thought she blew it out of the park. Um, He even acted really well. Yeah, he was really good. Now, yeah. So, I mean, I I thought it was a really well written, uh, well casted movie. Yeah, but I I'm gonna go into my nitpicks. Okay. So, one of my nitpicks was, so, this is kind of a spoiler, but we can get into spoilers. He, if you want. he's I in a, he's in a suit, on the movie. right? He's in a suit, and there's a scene you see in the trailer where he's breathing next to her. Yeah. If he's wearing a suit like that, you wouldn't be able to get a breath like that at all. Yeah, out of the suit. like not even, that. not even barely at all. Like when you look at the suit. Yeah. Uh, if we're in spoiler territory, I think we can because I, I put time marks on the show to skip to forward. Anyways, the ending I thought was really good because it kind of leaves an open ended ending. You know where she, she basically. She does. She kills him. Like, there's no doubt, right? No, you know. I saw some. Him. I saw some people argue 100%. that she actually didn't kill him. She definitely kills him. But yeah, that's why I said a hundred. He was 10%. struggling. I, I exactly, exactly. And she had the suit in her bag. Well, no, no, it was not implied. that. No, my bad, my bad. No, she definitely killed. Some people were debating if he because what happens in the end is they find him in the basement, obviously. Oh, whether of, he of the, did it yeah. of the brother's house. So and they find the brother who's actually in the suit. And so some people are saying, well, no, actually it was the brother the whole time. He might, the, the, the husband might be abusive and all that, but he wasn't the one who's going on and like haunting her and all this stuff. And I, I saw some debate of that, but to me, it make like he, at the end when he's at the dinner table or whatever, he says, he says a thing, he's like surprised. And that was in the text, yeah. obviously. So to well, me, he it was said pretty surprised clear. multiple times in the suit. Well, that's what I'm saying. And that was in the text and all that stuff. And so I'm saying it's pretty clear that. He was a dude who's in it, 
and obviously like he was manipulative enough and the brother hinted towards that earlier on that he was so good at manipulating people that even he was his first victim basically yeah but yeah i i mean the ending was great with that whole scene and then she kills him and now she's taking the suit and um i'm hoping this means they don't make a sequel i think they actually i don't know how they could but yeah i agree I, I really liked it a lot. Um, I had one more nitpick. Yeah. I'm trying to think of exactly what it was. Um, it had to do, I believe, with the suit. Uh, oh, no, no. Yes. The fight scene where he's fighting with her. Obviously, no one's in that scene. Obviously, all the invisible scenes, there's no one actually there when they're f- Well, there might be it. this. Maybe like totally green screened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that fight scene. Yeah. You know, when she's getting tossed around through the kitchen in and out. And it just, there were some parts of it that legitimately didn't look like she was fighting somebody. I would say the thing I, yeah. That would probably be the worst part about the invisible thing for me. And it makes sense if there was no one there because they were pulling her around from a string, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, answer me, answer me this, I guess. Um... Now is a nitpick, and I don't know if it's a nitpick or I just missed something, but it seemed like whoever had the suit on was now had super strength and could just like beat the crap out of anybody. Okay, so I don't think it's super strength. Imagine getting hit from somewhere where you don't know where it's coming Said he from. Picks, there's one scene where either the brother or him picks her up, throws her like at least 10 feet across the room yeah, into a table. Yeah, but she's pretty small if you look at her. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, this is what I'm Maybe. saying. I'm just saying I know what you're saying with the like... hitting and stuff, but you got to think, in a normal fight, you kind of know where the punches are coming for, so you're kind of bracing that part of your body with your muscles, like sure. engaging muscles. If you have absolutely no idea where you're getting hit from, you're going to go a lot harder because you didn't have your muscles to brace you for getting hit. I mean, I just wish, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but it just seemed like they were just, like, I agree, but the suit might have stronger. enhanced a little bit. But That's what I'm saying. I wish, if they would have said it was enhanced, but I, that's what I'm saying. This is, like, a tight nitpick. Also, though, with this movie, you know, the budget was only $7 million, same as Fantasy Island. Yeah, I really like this movie. And, I mean, yeah. the scene, the scare scenes were legitimately there. Like, the score when he walked into the closet. Super loud, yeah. It and he like, was invisible. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you just, like, you saw his footprints. And like, everything that was silent, really yeah. good. And I liked it because it wasn't like, they weren't going with the, in this horror movie, I feel like a lot of horror movies go with the demon aspect just to do it cheesy, right? Because they're like, yeah, we can get away with it, and then they can do it kind of easier. Yeah, demons are just kind of scary, so I feel like yeah, so, yeah. so it's like almost cheesy. Well, this where you knew it was a hundred percent real, so they actually had to work at it. Yeah, yeah. I felt like was. Yeah, I felt really good. There was definitely suspense, and I thought it was good too. Yeah, I mean, definitely compared to Fantasy Island, this was a lot scarier and a lot. Yeah, better, in my I mean, opinion. the lighting in it was great. Yeah, it's true. I did really enjoy the light. I, I think there's so many aspects of this movie that was done just well and competently. And it, this movie really surprised me. Now, I went with lower expectations. And uh, on the other end, I mean, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. I did too. Yeah, I mean, this is um, it, it was a great it was, it was definitely a nice, refreshing step for the year. Yeah, exactly. And then to move on to 
probably our favorite. Well, we've been waiting for this. Yeah, we, we saw trailers for it. And let me just say, it actually exceeded my expectations from the trailer. Uh, from the trailer, I thought, you know, this is going to have some pretty good scares and it maybe seems like a, you know, me and cult horror movies are like, those are, I find to be the creepiest. Yeah. And I like, so I knew this was going to be like a borderline cult horror movie. And like I was, I was all ready for. It. I watched the trailer a couple times. I was really excited for it. it didn't come out exactly in theaters right around us, so we yeah. finally picked it up and watched it just recently. And uh, let me say, it did not disappoint. It's, it's the lodge. I mean, yeah, it definitely did its job, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, so you had the kid from it. So he's already um, known for, I guess, horror and kind of knows how to act. Yeah, in. he was really. I mean, all the, I just say. All the performances in this were really great. Yeah. I have one little nitpick, but we'll, we'll get to that later. You have Richard, who's in Lord of the Rings, or Hobbits. Richard Armitage, yeah. yeah. And you have the, the ex-wife as Alicia, Alicia Silverstone, and then uh, you ben got Grace, Robin. You got Grace, who's uh, played by Riley Keough. She's in Mad Max, and it comes at night. Logan Lucky. And then you have the director. Well, there's two directors. Yeah. It's uh, Severn Fiala and Veronica Franz. They're not really known for anything I've ever seen. I know Goodnight Mommy is uh, was decently big by them. But this is definitely like an art house horror movie. I mean, there's no doubt. It uh, showed up in Sundance of 2019, and it got bought up by Neon, who just finally this year put it out there. I mean, this movie just felt like there was time put into it. Like, lots of time looking through the plot. Well, yeah, um, it, this movie is like... The scenes, with the set piece. Like, no matter who you, who you are, it's done technically well. Like, the technical aspects of this movie are done well. Where it's shot, how it's shot, the acting, everything in it is, like, really good. And I appreciate that from a horror movie on, like... Once again, Fantasy Island, which was the complete opposite of this movie. And once again, it's not your classic horror movie. I mean, a little bit of a spoiler, because I think it's going to be kind of hard to go see this movie, but it's not a demon movie. Like, it's, I mean, it is, but it's not. Like, so, like, they're not getting haunted by demons. Yeah. Um. So, basically, I'll just give you a quick rundown of the plot real quick. So, basically, the dad, who's... Um, Richard, you know, he, he gets a divorce and, uh, his two kids and the mom, the mom is dead now. And the two kids, which is played by, uh, Jaden Martell, who's Aiden. And then also you got the daughter who's Mia played by, uh, Leah McHugh. And these two, you know, they're resentful because the dad has already moved on quickly to Grace and, Basically, he wants Grace to be, he's going to marry her. He wants her to be part of their lives and all these things. And they're like, listen, our mom just died. Like, what the heck? We're not, I don't want to deal with this right now. So, basically, uh, Grace, though, is from, like, this cult that, I don't know, when she was, like, 13 or whatever, everyone committed suicide except for her because they were going to reach God in the skies, you know. But they all had to commit suicide first. And the dad is, like, a... I don't know if he's, like, a journalist or what. I think he's a journalist. But he basically covers, like, cults and stuff like that specifically. So through, like, this interview process with her, he falls in love with her. 
and all this stuff. So she obviously has a lot of baggage coming into this. Yeah. And the kids find this out about her and all this stuff. And they're just trying to get against her. Yeah, because like, they, 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 they don't like her, you know? Well, they're pissed off that their mom died. And so they think, yeah, she think they think she's a freak because she's part of this. And like, but basically every like Christmas they go to this lodge kind of out, out in the middle of nowhere on a lake. And basically, um, the dad has to, he can't stay. He can come back on Christmas, but they go a few days before then. And he thinks it'd be a good idea. It's her actually suggesting grace that she spends a little like a one-on-one time. Not really. Yeah. But just so with she the kids. So she can get to know him because she's going to be their stepmom and stuff. So, and obviously the kids don't want anything to do with her and all this stuff. And through this, you know, stuff starts happening in the house. You don't really know what's going on. It's just... These kids are legitimately evil. Well, well, I mean... I mean, no matter what. Are I mean, spoilers? They, how they just hate her. Well, yeah, they're just, they're mean to her. That's what the one thing Don't is like super to her, and ever. she's she's just trying to be nice to them. And I do get it from their standpoint. I mean, not I do, but they take it next level. Well, yeah, I get it, but um, so I mean, without getting spoilers yet, um. I don't know. This had like a lot of hereditary vibes to me. There's obviously a scene they play off in the beginning. There's like this giant dollhouse, and it's basically the lodge, and basically the, it is Mia the is playing around with it and all this stuff. And same thing in hereditary, you know. And it's the same. It's feel. the foreshadowing. The the lodge. Well, yeah, yeah, is yeah. I, I know, but what I'm saying is like, I'm just playing off the dollhouse right now because in hereditary, you know, she's like the mom is obsessed with making like. I know, I know, but I'm saying like the lodges foreshadowing and in hereditary it's not foreshadowing it's the past so it'd be like the opposite i I, okay sure if you get what i'm saying i get what you're saying but all i'm saying is and this movie also you know this movie doesn't play off of jump scares this whole movie is based on like this creepy atmospheric like tense that you don't really know what's happening but things are happening and it doesn't have jump scares it just slowly keeps bringing you down into like this dark dark place and this movie is extremely dark well the tension alone makes you scared i mean does it does this movie get darker than hereditary no nothing's darker than hereditary oh i don't know man this movie i mean this movie's definitely bad just because of grace's past but i think this movie gets darker like hereditary's ending alone you think it's darker yeah that last horror scene I think Hereditary, don't, don't get me wrong, I think Hereditary is a better movie and scarier. But what I'm saying is, like, this movie, I th- I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but this I mean, movie this is this one's bad, but so, it's different. This movie is so dark. Just so twisted and dark. And um, the thing about Hereditary is, like, obviously Ari Aster, he did it with Midsummer's too. Also, it's like, his movies are very slow build. And it comes to this culmination at the end. And it's, like, very satisfying. And, like, I felt that with this movie. I was really pleased with this movie. It had definitely hereditary vibes. I, I really liked it. I really liked it, too. And the score was amazing. Like, yeah. phenomenal. I mean, this, like I said, the technical aspects of this movie are just the looks to off it. the chart. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just the lighting. basically one house. And also, the way they do uh, the placing and stuff of the camera overhead. The angles. To show who has power and stuff like that. Like, it was all done extremely well. Everything to it was just... Didn't really give anything away. I mean, no, I guess I, you, I guess you could have seen 
what was going to happen. Well, that's what I'm like, saying. There, that's what, oh, we'll get the spoilers. We'll get the spoilers. I'm not uh, even going to say a spoiler. I'm just saying I guess you could have seen what was going to happen, but it it didn't really give it away like well, that's Fantasy what I'm saying. Island. Like, that's, what, that's what a good twist does. Like, you should be surprised, but you should have also been like, I could have picked up. I can on that. see where, like, I could see where it happened. You know. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't like uh, slaps you across the face. Yeah, and it just makes no sense. Um, this one thing though, this movie is not receiving the same sort of praise as Hereditary, and now get don't get me wrong. Like, we both agree, Hereditary is one of the best horror movies, if not the if, best of ever, ever. If not, just like the best of exactly. the last decade. I mean, it's not even a question. Yeah, but. Red Terry saw also independent film, you know, comes into theaters and actually has quite a run. Yeah, but it was backed by a production. Well, A twenty four. Yeah, pretty hard. This is this is also I think this is Neon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this is Neon. But um I can look it up. It doesn't it doesn't really matter, but what I'm saying is like that saw like quite a bit of like hype and even critical praise versus the lodge. Did not, and I was just thinking, do you have any thoughts on like why? I couldn't really tell you. I mean, this still grossed two million. Yeah, but it, it, this over two is million. nowhere near the hype. Like, I feel like most people will not ever see this movie, which I d- think they should. My my theory behind it is this: is that Hereditary is and Midsummer are both really good because the only thing that I think the Lodge is lacking to Hereditary. Or Midsummer. Besides Ari Aster, I think Ari Aster is a better director and more of a visionary. But the thing that I think this is lacking is Hereditary. Really, you feel bad for Tony Collette, like her character and everything. Yeah. It's real deep tragedy in the whole movie, even though it's a horror movie and all this stuff. You're you're engaged with the characters. Well, yeah, and it's also this feeling of like this deep regret and loneliness. You get that from Midsummer too. Like, even though she's surrounded by these people. No one really wants her there, and she just has no family, and she just feels like left out and lonely, and yeah. like this deep, like depression. And that's what you get throughout the whole movie. I, the lodge on this example, I don't really know what the theme is. Like, what are they trying to teach me in the lodge? Like, I guess it would be kind of the same themes of like, just I I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I think it deserves way more praise than it gets. Like, it's a legitimately great movie. I think the meta score doesn't show on it and I think the user rating doesn't show on it. And I mean, I w- went through and I read legitimately some of the comments on the user, like some of the bad yeah, ones. Yeah, I, let, I and read the a meta. lot of reviews And there was too. they didn't really say why. They just said, "Yeah, it was a great horror movie," but then they give it a 4 out of 10 and I'm like, "What?" Yeah, I'm kind of I mean, I didn't see that bad like on Letterboxd if you really read a lot of the reviews a lot of them are about three out of five stars right and um yeah there's not like a lot like i the ones that are really criticizing it have this like really tiny nitpicks which i think are dumb like i feel like my nitpicks which i think are pretty dumb are more significant than theirs like theirs are like any movie has like these flaws in it like Okay, I got one. So, like, this guy says a 1 out of 10, and he says the majority of the film I really enjoyed, but then it just became really stupid. It made no sense whatsoever. The kids did the poor woman was. I'm like, this guy's not even typing English, legitimately. Yeah. Well, you want to get the little spo- spoiler, so if we say anything else at the end, it, like, we're covered. So, spoiler alert, now on with well, the well, watch. Yeah, but, I mean, I didn't really... I know, I'm just saying, like, anything. if we read a review and it says yeah, something, yeah. we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, anymore. so I'm just like, 
that doesn't make any sense. If you're going to sit here and pull apart a movie, you can't just say it was stupid. Like, that's... You're not giving anything. You're not saying why it was stupid. Yeah, the one I one I saw, it was like a four-star, and they were commenting on the fact that the twist made no sense. And it was just dumb and unthoughtful. And I was like, I wholeheartedly disagree because what happens, obviously, with the twist is that the, the kids have been, the kids hit all this food, hit her pills, and she has, obviously, some mental issues, so she needs to take, like, pills to keep her calm and her anxiety down and stuff and so they steal it so it goes on like two three days and she doesn't have it they accidentally kill her dog and that makes her just snap yeah and like then what happens is is they like act like they're dead they do like this hanging trick where she he's actually suspended and they act like he's actually hanging and dying because yeah. he can't die because they're in purgatory and then you pray their way out of it and all stuff which just even makes her go even more insane yeah really well and, and like through this she reverts back to like her cult ways and that like sinners need to die and they need to be purged of their sin and all this stuff and it goes through and like they were saying i thought it was a really good twist because then the kids are like no 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 listen you're not crazy and she's like no and that she's too deep in now and i yeah. i just thought it was just the tone of this movie was so dark and so the tension was so tight throughout the whole movie, I felt like. And, yeah, it's a little slower, and I can see why people would dunk on it there. But, I mean, like, then you won't like Hereditary either so, or Midsommar. Yeah, so. so another thing nitpick, I guess, this guy has or thing with the He gave the movie a 3 out of 10. This guy's name is Movie Man 6. He said, The Lodge copies elements from other films and doesn't come across as its own original film. Can you sit here and tell me what movies don't copy elements of other movies? Like, every movie copies another movie to a certain extent. Well, yeah. You know how many original movies there are? Very, very, very few. There's copied elements in every movie. Yeah, and also the thing about it was that the fact that they played the thing. Like, they were watching the thing on TV in the Lodge. That was really cool. And, like, well, the thing is, is, like, oftentimes, like, if you do that, you have to live up to that expectation. Is like, that's what everyone... So, like, we were like, oh, wow, you're taking these big shots, trying to act like you're a closed-in cabin fever, like, trying to compare yourself to the thing. And I'm like, listen, yeah, the thing's a better movie than The Lodge. That's not a question. I mean, it's it's legitimately one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Yeah. But the thing is, is, like... I, I don't know. I just think it's a dumb. I, I dumb thought it was pretty cool. Critique that I liked I think, it. Yeah, I, I actually liked it because I liked the lot, that they so showed. Good. Yeah. yeah, but I thought I liked that they showed the thing because it kind of gave it some of the aspect that they were locked in in the thing too. Like, you well, were yeah, saying. that's what I'm saying. That, that, and, yeah, that was the whole and point. And I really liked that. Yeah, I liked it. I I enjoyed it. Like this movie was definitely scary. If you like horror movies, try to seek it out. See if it's still playing at theaters by you. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I mean, this is my favorite movie of the year. I can say that with confidence. Oh, yeah, what'd you give it? I give it a 9 out of 10. I give it a 9 out of 10 also. And, really and like, it. legitimately with another rewatch, I'm not going to say I'd put it at 10 out of 10, but I'd say it has potential. Like, I liked it that much. Yeah. It was a great movie, and I just don't understand all the criticisms with it because they're not giving anything. Yeah. And that kind of makes me mad because it brings down the film. And like I said, I think this was a really, really good film. Yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed it. I hope people go check it out. It, it it didn't get the praise I think it deserves, and I would hope more people go see it and actually realize how good of a movie it really is. I mean, granted, I I, mean, I guess you could say like you saw the ending coming from it, 
Yeah. Which, I mean, you could say that, but I think, if anything, the ending made more sense and brought it all into a full circle. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I, I really enjoyed it. I like it, Once again, with Invisible Man, I mean, I felt like it had a satisfying twist where you saw it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so we did not include Sonic like we said we were going to do, but that's just because better movies came out and we decided to go with a horror. Yeah, we felt like it would be weird theme. if we threw in Sonic into this. So. I know there's a ton of movies coming out next week, and then the week after is Quiet Place. Two. Quiet Place 2. Um, so I'm not going to say what we're going to do, but you guys will just be surprised. Well, I think this is what we're going to try to do, at least. What Hopefully. we're going to try to do is Seth might disagree with me here on this one. But I thought this was a good idea. I thought what we do is we go see a movie. If there's not a lot of movies out that week, like if, this week, for example, The Hunt is coming out. Now, if this movie just gets bombarded by the critics, we might not go see it. But, um, Right now, I'm just going to say we're going to plan to go and see The Hunt. The Hunt is obviously like this man-hunting movie. So, for my idea was, is that what we do is we take a movie we're going to go see, and then we take a movie that's comparable. Like, for example, like The Hunger Games or The Purge. And we review one of those along with it. And I thought that'd be good. So, like, it'd be like a double feature. Like, the old-time, you know, drive-ins. They have double features that relate to each other. And I thought that'd be a good idea. Now, Seth might disagree, but that's maybe what we'll do, so... The only thing I'd say is there's a ton of movies coming out this week, so we could just go see well, I'm three right. new ones instead of doing that because we're not gonna, we're gonna get weeks where we don't have many. Like, wait, 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 the week on. after oh, that's next week. The week after is a hunt. This week, yeah, there's like exactly. first cow and stuff like that. So we don't really know. Yeah, that's right. We don't know what we're gonna see. Yet, I mean, so. because we'll probably do that on shorter weeks when there's really only one movie that is even any sort of interesting or bad interesting to us but weeks like this I will not um I'd also say me and Caleb started watching a TV show called Hunters it's on Prime yeah it's this show it's not the greatest show no, but it stars Al Pacino in the leading role. There's yeah. definitely a lot of money put into it, so it For is sure. well done. Yeah. It looks well. The dialogue's well. I mean, I have nitpicks with it, but I'm not going to go into that just because it's not that big of a deal, my nitpicks. But yeah, I really like the show. Yeah, I think it's fun to watch. Yeah, um, um, I would say it's very enjoyable. I mean, it's your like classic hunting of the nazis <laughs> yeah so i guess it, it it's very interesting it really is um i know it's getting decent praise but it's anytime a show comes out where there's a lot of money put into it like the witcher or this hunters i would like to give it a shout out because it is a tv show you could watch yeah my my uh my only shout out for the week is uh for, I saw Poltergeist for the first time, and um I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, it's a it's obviously a classic, kind of like Steven Spielberg. He wrote it back in nineteen eighty two. It uses a lot of practical effects. It's a pretty like easy horror movie to like get into. You know, it's like a beginner horror movie. I would say like you'd show it to people that aren't super into horror and they'd probably enjoy it. It's just a fun movie. I mean, it's a, like very feels like Steven Spielberg. So if they like Steven Spielberg movies, 
I think it's a great movie. It's a classic movie. Um, obviously, you can see like movies like the Insidious series. Obviously, took a lot from this and were inspired to make their yeah. movies. So yeah, I definitely I, say uh, now we have to go see the other three. Poltergeist <laughs> two, three, nah, and I, the new I, I don't one. Think so no, I, I feel good. I'm, yeah. I'm good with this Poltergeist, but uh, yeah. So uh, thanks. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Remember, and, uh, we took a film class. Amen. We'll see you next week. Maybe. <laughs>